Kenny Omega and the Bucks should not be doing this. Kenny Omega and the Bucks should be the people that this company is built around. About to make history, each and every one of you. We use the word revolution because this is a revolution. I am NXT and I'm not going anywhere. Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. Bro. This is an official declaration of war tonight to anyone who wants to get in my way and anybody who stands in AEW's way. We This is what you call a paradigm shift. Hello and welcome to week 9 of WWE vs AEW. You're listening to the WWE vs AEW podcast exclusively at Neutral Wrestling. How's everyone doing? So week 9, we're at week 9 now. I always say this every week, but... It does not, honestly, right, it doesn't seem like two minutes ago, does it? Since that first week of Dynamite, um, I think, was it Smackdown on Fox was debuting that week? How is that nine, well, eight weeks ago? This is the ninth week, next week, the tenth. It is literally, we're flying towards the new year. This year's gone really fast, actually, in fact. Must be getting old, must be getting old. But yeah, um, I'd say basically it's Thanksgiving, um, well, Thanksgiving in the States, so there has been no ratings for this week's episodes of Dynamite or NXT at this time of speaking. So normally I open up the show talking about the ratings, but we can't do that this week, so we will have to talk about, well, two sets of ratings on next week's show. Um, my prediction for the ratings, obviously NXT coming off of a very hot Survivor Series weekend. Um, Dynamite, they came off, well, I don't know, it was just a standard show. Obviously, they're now two weeks, is it two weeks removed? Yeah, two weeks, three weeks removed from the full gear pay-per-view. So really, you expect all the momentum to be with NXT. Obviously, NXT won in the ratings last week. Um, they did, however, use a lot of main roster talent. Um, they advertised that heavily on Raw with Triple H um, saying that the main roster were going to be invading NXT. So this week it's pretty much it could we're going to get a big probably going to learn a lot more actually at the end of the ratings this week. It's going to be a real interesting week because what will it be? Will more viewers tune into NXT after their extremely hot week at Survivor Series? Uh, they made stars like Keith Lee and Rhea Ripley the two biggest um, two biggest people coming out with the biggest. Um, momentum coming out of Survivor Series um, so yeah um, it will be interesting to see if Survivor Series weekend can get some of the other WWE fans to tune into NXT um, or will they be with Dynamite obviously so it's 7-1 at the moment to AEW if you're counting score at the moment in the ratings um, the overall show quality 
is 4-4. So the winner of the weeks from Neutral Wrestling, so each week if you haven't been listening, which why would you not be doing that? Because this is your ideal overview of the WWE versus AEW week. If you haven't been listening, um, AEW, they rolled into a 4-1 win in overall terms of show quality in our winner of the week. However, week by week, these last three weeks, NXT for me have had the best show, so it's currently at 4-4 going into the week we're currently going to be talking about. Um, so yeah, so that's basically the updates on the ratings and where we are with our scoring system. So it's seven to one in AEW's favour in terms of ratings, four apiece in terms of show quality. Um, but let, let's just have a quick, let's rewind before we talk about the week's shows to NXT TakeOver because NXT did have the TakeOver last week. Um, myself and Danny did a show um, which by the time you're listening to this, the 100th show has already been recorded and will be available. Um, I'm, I'm holding this episode that I'm recording now back a day or two just because so to give that episode some time to breathe. Um, but yeah, so look out on the neutral wrestling feeds whether we have the 100th episode of the wrestling newspaper now known as Neutral Wrestling. Um, so the story for that is we started um, wrestling newspaper now Neutral Wrestling last November, a year ago, and would look have it the 100th episode reviewing Survivor Series 2019, where the first episode that we ever did was reviewing Survivor Series 2018. So over the course of the year, we had 100 episodes in the year. So it didn't really feel like that, but yeah, 100 episodes. So that's contributions from Sean, from Martin, Joe, Danny's mate and Danny himself and myself. We've got some great episodes in the archives if you want to check those out. Um, we've done, we did live views from the G1 Supercard, which myself and Danny attended. We've got, basically myself and Danny, we attended, well I did, WrestleMania 31. We both attended WrestleMania 33 and 34. And if you go back in our archives, we've got two-hour podcasts explaining our experiences and what you can expect if you're thinking of attending a WrestleMania weekend coming over from the UK. So we obviously did the live experience at the Copper Box for New Japan Rail Quest. So there's some really good episodes up there. Um, I hate to blow our own trumpet, but I think, I, I, I think our podcasts are good. Um, so yeah, check those out, they're all in the archives along with 100 other episodes, so yeah, we're going to keep going, we are with week 9 of the WWE versus AEW podcast, um, so yeah, let's talk about TakeOver, so TakeOver was last Saturday, I myself was out and about Saturday night, living it up in the town, um, but Sunday I watched the show a little bit worse for wear. Overall, as I say, we talked about it in big detail on the um, Neutral Wrestling Survivor Series weekend show. But yeah, it was a good show. Um, the Women's War Games was great. Um, Pete Dunne versus Dijakovic versus Killing Dane was good. But went way, 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 way too long. Which sort of ruined the match. Um, Matt Riddle versus Finn Balor was as good a Finn Balor match you're going to see in 2019. It was really good, but without being great, and the main event, the main event had some great spots for me, it was the weaker of the two War Games matches, but it was still very good, two crazy spots, one from Kevin Owens and Adam Cole hitting the Panama Sunrise on Kevin Owens, and then obviously that crazy bump at the end from the top of the cage through the table, where Ciampa picks up the victory over Adam Cole, so yes, TakeOver Survivor Series was 
last weekend um, and a really good show. So yeah, check the re full review for that out on the Neutral Wrestling feed. Um, so yeah, just a quick update. Basically, the next two big shows coming up, Dynamite haven't actually announced, well, AEW haven't actually announced their next big pay-per-view. It's expected to be in February, so the next sort of banner show really seems to be the Bash at the Beat show, which I believe is January 15th, January 16th, one of those dates. So I'm sure they'll build to some big matches for that. Um, NXT's next pay-per-view is the middle of February, so we've got a lot of building to do. So I'm expecting some big TV matches over the next month or so on these two shows just to keep the momentum going. Um, so yeah, that's the update on when the shows are taking place. And there hasn't actually been any real huge news for either company. Um, we, everybody knows now what happened with Mauro Ranallo. Ranallo was absent from commentary on NXT this week um, due to comments from Corey Graves. Now, I've expressed my own opinion on this. I don't think Corey Graves needed to say what he said. But it's been said, for me, Mauro, do you know what I mean? I, I know he's got his mental health issues, yeah. But at the end of the day, if you're a commentator in WWE, you're going to be getting abuse. It's just the way it is. Look at Michael Cole. Look at all the abuse Michael Cole gets. Now, I know it's so-called not Maro's fault that he can't sort of deal with this abuse. But maybe if you can't deal with it, then I don't know. Maybe he shouldn't be in the position. Or maybe he should try and work for a company that won't put him in that position to be at the end of abuse. Um, but yeah, that's my take. And obviously, I'm not the biggest Maro Ronaldo fan. I've said that. I don't think he's the best commentator. I think he's a good boxing commentator, but for pro wrestling, for me, he's great on some of the TakeOver main events, but I do have said repeatedly, I'm going to get heat for this, but as I said, if you listen to the podcast, the 100 episodes, you'll realise I'm not afraid of stating my own personal opinions, even if the majority won't agree. But for me, Mauro Ranello screams too much during commentary, and it takes away from when he actually goes over the top in his main event. So say there's a main event title change at a takeover. Yeah, scream all you want. That makes it seem even bigger. But it takes away from it when you're screaming over an opener on NXT three-star match that isn't anything special and you're there screaming about it. It takes it away from when you actually scream over something. So yeah, more is less, Maro. More is less. But anyway, good wishes tomorrow. Hope he gets better soon and gets a full recovery. Um not really many other news so let's get into dynamite i say we don't actually have as much to talk about this week as we normally would due to the ratings as that is usually one of the main things on the show so right let's get into aew dynamite episode nine episode nine so the show I'm, I'm not really feeling running through both of the shows this week to be honest with you i didn't think it was the best in terms of match quality, in terms of overall show quality of these shows. Um, Dynamite, I'm going to be honest, I thought it was the weakest Dynamite so far. Um, obviously, we opened up with the Le Champion celebration for Chris Jericho, which was it was good. It wasn't great, but it was good. I enjoyed it. It was semi-memorable. They got Chris Jericho's dad out there. They brought a goat out there. It was enjoyable. An enjoyable opening segment. Um, but then after that, it was all... So now we got the Lucha Brothers versus the Best Friends. Don't like Ray Phoenix taking a pin, really. For me, as I've said many times on this, Ray Phoenix is AEW's Rey Mysterio and possibly better. The guy is a superstar, should be in the main event, and if he's going to lose in tag team matches, shouldn't be to the Best Friends. He should be protected. The guy is 
is a superstar. He is a superstar. So, yeah, so in this match, Trent got the win over Ray Phoenix. If you didn't watch AEW Dark last week, you wouldn't have seen Trent get the win over Pentagon Jr. So, they're obviously building Trent up. Um, we had the women's match, which was Hikaru Shida and Chris Statlander versus B. Priestley and Emi Sakura. Um, it was a bit of a mess, weren't it, really? It, it wasn't a good match. I think I went one and a half stars, went too long, didn't work, boring. Um, the theme of the show for this was Bryce Remsburg getting shit on by the Chicago crowd. Um, they just booked him to look stupid. He was missing stuff, interference. How many times was the interference on this show sort of ruined it for me? Honestly, really did. And then we had Cody. Cody's out there cutting a promo after his win over the hometown guys at Matt. Nicks, Matt Marks, Matt Nicks. And then he gets attacked by this new tag team. I don't know the name. It was something about the bunny, the bear, the bitch, whatever it was called. It weren't called that. But whatever it was called, it was stupid. Cody Rhodes is in a feud with MJF and Warlow, yeah? He does not need to be getting attacked. If you're going to introduce a new tag team, yeah? Don't introduce it during one of the biggest storylines on the show. The crowd reacted like they didn't know what was going on because they didn't. JR didn't have a clue. I didn't have a clue. It was bad booking. It was bad booking. If you're going to introduce these people like this, give us a few video packages first. Because if not, nobody, if it's a tag team, everyone knows who they are. They don't need video packages before. However, if they're like the Dark Order, if they're like this bunny bitch and the bear, whatever, I know that's not the name. Don't be like, oh, it's not called Bunny the Bitch and the Bear, whatever, right? Don't do it. Just don't have... A tag team that nobody knows debut this way because you're going to get silence, which is exactly what you got. So, yeah, fuck the bunny, fuck the bitch, and fuck the bear. Um, Kenny Omega versus Pac. As you'd expect from these two, a very overrated match. It was good. I heard Big Dave Meltzer saying, great match. He was wrong. It wasn't a great match. It was good. It was good. It was a fine television match. Three to three and a quarter stars. It was fine. It wasn't as good as their match at all out. But it was okay. Kenny Omega, for me, if you're going to put Kenny Omega over, you, you made the mistake of trying to put him on this losing streak, which completely killed his credibility. And now you've changed your mind and you want to put him on a winning streak, at least go full force with it. Don't let him get a roll-up win or whatever. Have him beat the guy with his finishing move in the middle of the ring, get his win back. Um, I don't know if anyone listened to the Kenny Omega interview with The Observer. It was worrying for me. Kenny Omega seems to emphasise that he, he's doing five to six. I'm going to go off Dynamite here. He's doing five to six segments a show. He's working on it. He's producing them. Kenny Omega is the biggest star except Chris Jericho on your show. He should not be backstage producing segments. Kenny Omega should be in the ring being a star and a draw for the company. And I'm sorry. Yeah, it's great. The books, Omega, they're all being selfless. That's what I'm being told. They're being selfless. They're trying to put the other people over. They need to put themselves over. The mainstream audience don't know who Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are. Some of them don't anyway. The TV viewers, not all of them know who they are. Just because you sold a few t-shirts at Hot Topic and you've got indie marks like myself thinking you're amazing doesn't mean the mainstream know you. So get yourself over for the first year of television. Then worry about getting other stars over you're making a big, big mistake. Cody isn't doing this. Kenny Omega and the Bucks should not be doing this. Kenny Omega and the Bucks should be the people that this company is built around. Now, I get Kenny Omega's being selfless, 
but he needs a bit of Kevin Nash in him. He needs a bit of Scott Hall, a bit of WCW 98, 98, a bit of Hulk Hogan, brother. They would not be doing this. Find that balance in the middle because Kenny Omega, the company needs to be built around Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. They do not need to be producing bad women's matches. Okay? Run over. Right. Ugh, maybe not. Hangman Page versus MJF for this diamond ring. Why, why do I care about this diamond ring? I don't. Exactly, I don't. Hangman Page versus MJF. It was bad. It was bad. Two of your biggest stars in the company. And this was bad. Bryce Renberg, Bryce Renberg, whatever he's called, was made to look ridiculous. You've got Warlow. Is it, is it Warlow? Yeah, you've got Warlow on the outside, interfering. And Bryce has just stood there like an idiot. This was like a TNA 2004 match. Not what I wanted to see. I went. I gave it one and a quarter stars on the grapple. At one and a quarter stars, it's got an average rating of 2.32. This was a bad match. And they're doing this diamond ring annually, apparently, right? I don't want to see it. If this is the sort of match that it's going to produce. This was bad. A bad match on so far a bad show. But Chris Jericho versus Scorpio Sky sort of saved the show. They had a really good match for the AEW World title. Very good. I call it a very good television main event for the title. It's what it was. Uh, we did have... There was some like hope spots where we thought maybe Scorpio Sky was going to win. Did a good job of getting Scorpio Sky over. So, yeah, that was all good. I would have liked him not to have tapped quick to uh, the walls of Jericho, whatever it was, the Lion Tamer that he had on. But he did tap a bit too quick for me. But apart from that, this was a really well-worked match. Chris Jericho, the best thing on the show every week, it seems. Um, so, yeah, Chris Jericho is carrying this show at the moment. And I'll tell you what, I really, I'm, I mean, I'm enjoying AEW, right? This was a weak show. I'm really enjoying the majority of it. I don't want to sound like I'm down on it, because I'm not. I'm enjoying it. But Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, more so Kenny Omega... We need to realise the guy is a superstar. We don't... Dean Malenko can book the women's matches. You, my friend, we need you front and centre headlining this company, being the star that made New Japan Pro Wrestling brought to prominence in the United States. We need the guy who's putting on these six-star matches against Okada in the Tokyo Dome. We don't need you backstage cutting, producing, doing whatever. We need you in the ring front and centre because, believe it or not, you're not a made superstar in the States yet. But with a year of solid television, you can be. But not this Kenny Omega needs to be sorted. That is my rant over. It's been a long time coming. I've been positive on AEW so far, but this show, just, it was all right. But there was a lot of stuff that wasn't all right on the show. So yeah, that is my views on Dynamite and Kenny Omega in the books. If you don't like it, deal with it. Anyway, right. So, neck, I didn't realise I was so angry. I, I wasn't actually annoyed about the Dynamite show coming into it. But the more I think about it, Kenny Omega, Young Bucks need to sort it out. Right, now let's get on to... Let's, I'm, I'm not going to be like, wait, a drum roll at the end. Let's get on to the best show of the week, the NXT show. Because that's exactly what it was for the fourth week in a row. They deserve to win the ratings this week, whether they will... That is, we've not yet seen that. But this NXT show was a very good show. It was a very good show like it is most weeks. Um, we started off with a great celebration. That celebration was absolutely brilliant, wasn't it? A really, really good celebration um, for NXT coming out. There are all the stars are out celebrating. There's that rap guy rapping about NXT. It was just a good celebration. 
Um, this leads to a undisputed era versus Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic match. Um, Bobby Fish, unfortunately, got injured within a minute of this match, just before the commercial. I think the news is that he's got a bad um, concussion. But Roderick Strong, ever the professional, jumps in his place. Make of it what you will. You shouldn't really be able to jump in the place for someone halfway, well, a couple of minutes into a match. They tried to use the free birds reel to get him out of that. But Roderick Strong came into the ring. He called the whole match. He's in his black jeans. He's got his red Calvin Klein boxers sticking out of his ass. But he just called the match, did a great job. Um, they had a really good match. I think, what did I go on this? Three and a quarter stars, three and a half, something like that. Really good match. Um, Keith Lee pounces Adam Cole into the crowd. This was a great, great spot. Um, just honestly, it was one of the more memorable moments of this of these Wednesday Night Wars. So yeah, they had Neil's ringing me. What a bad time to be ringing me, Neil. I'm going to have to... Well, I won't call you back because I hate phone calls. Why do people... 2019, unless it's an emergency, don't call me. Send me a message. But yeah, great spot from Adam Cole and Keith Lee. Um, next, we have Mansour versus Shane Thorne. Good seeing Mansour on TV. I don't just want to see the guy in Saudi Arabia um, winning. Let's get him on our next team win. The guy proved he can go with that great match against Cesaro in Saudi Arabia. So yeah, get him in. Weird, uh, the commentator's like, this is a must-win for Shane Thorne. He has to win this match. And then he goes and loses. But yeah, shows what they think of him. Um, Candice LeRae versus Dakota Kai was okay. Uh, they should have just put Dakota Kai over. Instead, they ended it with um, Dakota Kai using Tegan Knox's what was it, the brace or whatever, um, to get the disqualification. Sort of, it was like, it was okay, but it sort of killed a little bit of the momentum from that amazing Dakota Kai heel turn at TakeOver. That was one of the highlights of that show. Um, next, Leo Rush versus Akira Tozawa. Another very good match. Um, Really good. Leo Rush, he's one of the highlights of this NXT show for me. He's having killer um, matches for the Cruiserweight title every week, it seems. Um, the guy, he showed how great he was on the main roster, on the microphone. Now he's in NXT showing how amazing he is on the ring. The guy is a star. Sorry, he is. Forget his size. This guy is a star. He's money. He's money. Should be on the main roster killing it. But no, he's in NXT, in NXT killing it. And I'm probably sooner... Um, Triple H appreciates, as much as I can criticise Triple H, he appreciates talent no matter what their size is, unlike Vincent Kennedy McMahon, so Leo Rush can just be a star on NXT, which is exactly what he's doing, they have a really good match, there was a bit of a, not miscommunication, but it looked like uh, Leo Rush was doing that awesome, uh, like springing back suplex, whatever, stunner, what is it, maybe he does, um, but Akira Tozawa looked like he'd been knocked out and sort of missed the spot, but they recovered, um, had some great spots at the conclusion, and Leo Rush retained the title, a really good match, second really good match on the show, um, so as I say, this has been a really good show so far, um, I'm trying to think, I've not got any notes, spoiler, I have no notes, I'm just, all this is just a cappella, because that's how we do it sometimes, uh, main event was Balor versus Champa. It was all right. It wasn't great. It was fine. Um, yeah, it, it was okay. Um, this was all about the angle. It looks like they're building a triple threat match between Finn Balor, Champa, and Adam Cole. Um, See, so yeah, that looks to be the way they're going. Obviously, they need some matches to build towards the takeover. So maybe you go with Adam Cole versus Balor in a few weeks for the title. Then you have a triple threat match before the obvious match of... Champa versus Adam Cole. Um, 
so yeah, that, that was NXT. I said I didn't really want to go in too much detail this week because, to be honest with you, I just I just wasn't feeling it. And it's my podcast, so I'll say what I want and do what I want. I bet you're thinking, what a dickhead this guy is. But, hey, whatever. Um, so, yeah, NXT, no secrets, the better show of the week. It wasn't the best NXT show, but it was good. It was good. I enjoyed a couple of matches on it. There was nothing offensive like the Dynamite show, which had the awful Adam Page MJF match. It had the awful booking um, of that Cody Rhodes versus the bitch, the bitch, the bear and the bunny. Um, so, yeah. Really good show from it. It was a good show from NXT. It was a good summarise. It was a good NXT show and a below average Dynamite show. But I still enjoyed both shows. So there you go. Although it's not, you wouldn't think that I would from that level of criticism. But sometimes you've got to be mean to be nice. Just trying to tell them what they need to do. Kenny Omega, please just sort yourself out. But yeah. So that is it. That is NXT versus Dynamite, WWE versus AEW Week 9. Um, as I say, I'll be back next Friday or Saturday, probably Friday. Um, I'll keep you away next Saturday. Um, we'll be back with Week 10 of the WWE versus AEW podcast. I'll have the ratings from Week 9 for you. I'll also have the ratings for Week 10. We'll go into more detail about what these ratings mean. This So this time on next week's show, it's going to be a ratings-based show, really. And we're going to explain to you what some of these ratings mean. We're going to know a lot more about the landscape, I feel, on next week's show. So yeah, the winner of the week and making it 5-4. They were 4-1 down. Came back to win 5 for NXT, doing bits at the moment, doing amazing, aren't they? Four, four in a row in terms of winner of the week from NXT. Um, so I'll keep it going. AW improved for next week. We'll be back next week to go into detail about the ratings and more. Join us on the WWE versus AEW podcast. I'm your host, Daniel. See you at week 10. Where is Jake Hager? second big hurt what is that it's for you her name chris jericho it don't look like no hurt of me <laughs> just saying i mean like i said look at this a, I want to ask you a question, though. There's a big box right here. What's in there? Really? It's a big surprise for me in there? Oh, that's, that's my face right there. It's a big surprise for me? It's the biggest surprise. Let me see what it is. What do you think it is, guys? Abdullah? Top 100 New York Rangers of all time, Ted Irvine. I can't believe you're here! Hey, champion, thank you. It's so great to be back in New York City! (laughs) 
We're actually uh, in Chicago, Dad. Chicago? The home of the Blackhawks? Yeah. Hey, hey, hey! Quiet down. We got a legend here. Yeah, it's it's, it's the home of the Blackhawks. I played with the New York Rangers. We beat the Blackhawks all the time. They were brutal. And they still are brutal. Chris, I used to beat the crap out of some guy named Bobby Hull. Chicago Blackhawks were and always will be wimps. What do you got in the bag there, Dad? I got some special gifts for the inner circle. Custom-made jerseys from the greatest hockey team in hockey, the New York Rangers! They're gonna need armored security to get out of this building. <laughs> Even Soul Train gets one? All right, listen. We've had a lot of fun here, haven't we, Chicago, right? Let's get down to the nitty gritty. I have right here an official thank you statement from the AEW executive team and the TNT Network Brass. I'm gonna read it to you now. As a matter of fact, you know what? I don't suck, shut up. As a matter of fact, I don't feel like reading right now. Why don't you come in here and read it? You're, come on, announcer guy, come on in. You announce stuff. What's your name, kid? Justin Roberts. Where are you from? Actually, right down the road in Arlington Heights. Graduated from Buffalo Grove High School. Ate at the Buffalo every meal. Where'd you graduate? Buffalo Grove High School. Buffalo Grove High School sucks. All right, I want you to read this. It's my official thank you that I so rightly deserve. Dear Chris Jericho, on behalf of Warner Media, TNT, and the entire AEW family, we wanted to take the time and extend our sincerest gratitude and appreciation for all of your contributions and helping AEW become the most talked about wrestling league in the world. Your exemplary service to AEW continues to demonstrate not only the performer, but also the man that Chris Jericho truly is. Not only are you le champion, we are proud that you are our champion. Thank you.
That was a nice thank you, but uh, I kind of didn't like your tone while you were reading that. You don't think I deserve a thank you, huh? You don't think I deserve a thank you, Mr. Arlington Heights, Chicago boy? Huh? What? What? Come on! This is uncalled for. A bunch of bullies. Don't mess his hair up, for God's sake. Who beats up somebody in their hometown? This is unheard of in the annals of pro wrestling. Look at this. The inner circle just continue. There's a pack of dogs there. Oh, look at this! The marching bands! The marching bands are solving! Marching band coming to Justin's aid! Wait a minute. Oh, that's Scorpio Sky! The man that come here to win the AEW title, Scorpio Sky, his teammates disguised as band members.